Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Jacob Albrocht, Tommy Kester. This is Sports Daily on Wichita's number one sports radio, 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Good morning, everybody. Between the jet and the amount of caffeine in my system right now, I'm ready to roll on this Friday edition of Sports Daily. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Caster, Jad Chambers producing. Uh, why so much caffeine, you ask? Because we finally got coffee launched out at HTO uh, at the East location. It's been a long time coming, and I've been drinking a lot of coffee this morning because of it. So uh, let's let's get into this today. 869-1240 is the number to call. Uh, Shocker fans, we'll have a lot of Wichita State talk here in the first hour. Looking forward to that. You can find us on social media, Tommy and I. Easy to find on Twitter. You can send us an email, as I so, uh, know so many of the listeners like to do. Happy Friday, everybody. TGIF. Tommy, how are you? Uh, I'm good. I'm not going to lie. You're scaring me a little bit this morning. I'm looking at you. You got that wild look in your eyes. Uh, I, I know it's the caffeine, but I'm glad that... Uh, I'm glad I'm not right next to you this morning because I'm not I'm not sure I trust you right now. Yeah, I got I got this big orange cup here, this, this bucket of coffee I've been working on uh, as we got that going this morning, bright and early. So uh, we're ready to roll. Glad that's out there. We'll give away uh, an opportunity for you to go try it out today a couple of different times in the show on us here at Sports Daily. Uh, so looking forward to that as well. God, I, you know, I was gone for a day, and it feels like I was gone for a month. There's been a lot of really interesting talking points surrounding Wichita State in the last 48 hours or so. Um, you got a, you know, another contract buyout for a coach, which is interesting. Uh, you have the basketball team play what was, you know, its biggest home game, maybe second biggest of the year, but easily the biggest that'll be left on the schedule. Uh, that was a very competitive game. You've got one of the former alums making a massive contribution to the program and rumors, Tommy, of a potential return of a former coach. It has been an interesting stretch of days here for Wichita State Athletics, especially when it relates to the men's basketball program. Yeah, it really has been. And I know we're going to get into all of the specifics of the game last night. Uh, Paul and I previewed it yesterday on the show. We talked about the contract buyout of Eric Wedge and 
potentially how that relates to men's basketball uh, when there's a lot of money being paid out to Greg Marshall, Darren Boatwright, and now Eric Wedge. It makes you wonder if Kevin Saul has the appetite to add another coach in the mix, but I know we're going to get into all that today. Yeah, it's it's an interesting piece of it. Um, There's no doubt about it. And, you know, how much it plays into decisions that are made now Time will tell, and you know that has a lot to do with the money that you can raise, where the buyout money comes from. It's my understanding that that comes from the same pool of money that pays coaches. So not like you and I, Tommy, and our public tax dollars writing those checks, but the you know the the raised money to to do some of the things that make coaches, you know, get high salaries despite their salary from the university specifically being much lower. So I don't know what those coffers look like. I have no idea, and that's always been the wild card in this equation that I think people aren't paying enough attention to when they say it's time it's time to go get a big-name coach. Well, you got to be able to pay them, number one. And number two, you better make sure that it's going to get a lot better because this leads us into last night's game. There is no doubt, Tommy, and this has made it complicated in my opinion too, that this team is much better now than it was at the start of the year. They're clearly a better team and they're playing hard. And, you know, if, if they were playing at this level all the way through, they're probably the third or fourth best team in this league, I think. Um, And they showed that last night, you know, they were right there with Memphis every step of the way. They are a tough offensive foul call against James Rojas that took him out of the game from, really making that game interesting because he was borderline unstoppable. And when he left, right, like it it got a little dicey there for Wichita State and they lost by five. But it wasn't the typical second half like deflation that we've seen, right, in some big games. Wichita State, you know, they were still good in the second half. They shot 50% from the field. Uh, They didn't just go, you know, chuck it. They actually shot fewer threes in the second half than they did in the first. They rebounded the ball pretty well, right? They didn't turn it over. So they didn't do some of the things that, you know, has snake bitten them in the second half. They still lost, and and Memphis still got them in the second half. But again, James Rojas, who was playing well, uh, I I didn't like that call on that offensive foul. Uh, But, you know, and and by the way, I don't talk a lot about announcer crews. That color guy was, like, very pro-Memphis last night. For, I, I don't know what that was. I don't know who that was. I was running around. I've been Mr. Momming it, Mr. Dadding it all week. So I, I, you know, was sort of in and out of listening. But I didn't like that call, and I thought it really impacted the game and affected the game. Which Wichita State played well, Tommy, and they're playing well right now. This one felt a little bit different, and we've done a lot of uh, a lot of shows the next morning after a shocker loss where we talked about uh, they let one get away or you know it was a, a collapse in the second half. This one felt a little bit different because Memphis is a higher quality opponent, and Wichita State played with them the entire game. I was wondering what it would look like with Kendrick Davis in the lineup. He was questionable coming into the game with the injury, uh, and would he be effective, and, and, and what could Wichita State do uh, to defend him well? especially in transition, really the only thing that doomed Wichita State was their shooting from three. And, and you're right. They didn't settle for as many threes. Yeah, as they only seen took 12 in the second half. Right. But I mean, they were 6 of 27 overall. And that, that right. I think, ultimately was the difference maker uh, in the game for, for Wichita sure. State. They did shoot decently well from the field. 47% they uh, had more assists than Memphis did. And I think the biggest thing, too, for Wichita State to keep it where they did and, and where it looked like they were going to have 
as good a chance as any to win the game was the number of times they turned Memphis over. And, and I thought they played good um, good defense in, in forcing steals. Craig Porter Jr. had an incredible steal in the second half uh, and then finished it up with a dunk that was great. But they did that throughout the majority of the game. And so I'm with you. I, I felt like that that call at the end was, was questionable. Uh, James Rojas was great. He was 7 of 8 from the field, 19 points. Um, he was a, a huge contributor. Uh, and, and I thought the other thing, too, for Wichita State, they got to the rim and they attacked the rim more than we've seen them do in previous games. So I think you're right. I think that, you know, we're not going to sit here and be apologists and moral victory no. kind of guys, but they did. They that was a different kind of game than we've seen them play yeah. uh, recently. You know, I, I am trying to approach the topic pragmatically on the future of the basketball program because I don't think there's an easy answer to it, right? Like it's not, it's not to me, and it never has been, by the way, cut and dry on what to do. I thought if you go all the way back, you know, when all the controversy was happening, I thought that part of it was relatively cut and dry based on the circumstances that Isaac Brown get the next year. And then and then we've had these years where it's just been interesting, right? And like I, I just don't have a strong pull either direction anymore because I think there are so many circumstances that go into it. We didn't know anything about this team, right, going into this year. I they are definitely better than I thought that they would be. I think that the, the most interesting part of this to me has been, like, what kind of players are going to come into Wichita State? I think that's what's ultimately important. And all of this, you know, if we if we seem like we're taking 18 different paths today, it's all to get to this topic, right? And that's the future of men's basketball, I promise. But there's so many interesting things happening all at one time that it is an unbelievably complicated storyline. It would be different. You know, if the Shockers weren't competitive or if the Shockers were at the bottom of the league or if they were under 500, and I know they're only one game over 500 for the season, and they have losses this year that are absolutely not okay. But I promise you it can be worse than this. Now, is this the peak that we've seen under, you know, in some years under Mark Turgeon, in some years under Greg Marshall? No, it's not. And, and, but it's also not the bottom of what we've seen. And I just always have to caution people to be careful what you wish for because this team has improved. And here's the thing we didn't know, Tommy, is how good were these players, right? Like everybody left. And listen, the guys that left have been really good in other places. And that's a factor too. That's definitely not something we're not paying attention to because we are. We see it all the time. But I think that, there's no doubt when I, you know, we didn't know about these players. At least I didn't. I mean, can you not, can we not sit here and honestly tell ourselves that it was a good evaluation of Jaquan Walton and James Rojas and to some degree, Jaron Pierre, where would this team be had Colby Rogers been able to play, right? Like, so we didn't know who the players were, but they were good players that were brought in here and they are good players. So, yeah, I'm concerned that there's no, like, high-level high school recruits coming in. But I'm also aware of the situation in college basketball. And this coaching staff was able to put together a good team despite all the players leaving. 
And and I think that is also important right now. And I, and I don't know enough, again, like what are you going to go get? And we'll talk about you, – you, you found this yesterday, Tommy, and sent it to me that, you know, Mark Turgeon's now rumored as a potential person to come back. Okay. Like let's let's think about that for a little bit. He left once. Like what kind of money is he going to want? Is he good in this modern era? Because that's the thing too that I think gets really important. We don't know. We've we've had what three years, maybe two for sure, of this what I'd call the modern era of college basketball. We don't know what coaches are really good in that yet. Still, like we some of these older coaches that have been around for a while that have done it a different way. That makes me nervous, Tommy, to just say, oh, well, this guy's had success in the past. Let's bring him in. What what are they going to be able to do when all their players leave every year? Are they going to be able to survive in that model? Yeah, we sat here, I remember, in October, uh, and we had Craig Porter Jr. on the show and talked to him about the upcoming season and what kept him at Wichita State. And after he was done, after we interviewed him, we talked about who else is there and, and who are who are we going to see? We were talking about, well, this guy came from this school and here's what he did at his previous stop. But we had no idea. We didn't know. I mean, we weren't talking about names like Jaquan Walton. And, you know, unless you are really, really, really dialed in to the Wichita State men's basketball program, you probably didn't know about them either. Right. Just the, the general casual fan probably didn't know the name James Rojas or Jaquan Walton. You probably knew Xavier Bell because of the the local connection, but really outside of Craig Porter Jr. and, you know, Isaiah Poor Bear Chandler who came back, I mean, really you didn't really you didn't know and it, even if you didn't know the names, you didn't know how it was all going to work and how it was all going to come together and gel together with this team. And yeah, I think that we can look back with a couple of games left in the regular season and we look at what the record is for Wichita State, we look at what their conference record is, and you can point out specific games that you wish you had back. Specific games that, you know, you could see the growing pains. I mean, you go all the way back to Alcorn State. You could look at the growing pains that this squad ha- has had throughout the course of the season. It makes me wonder, because I, I think you're blind if you're if you watch the last month of Shocker basketball and you don't say that there are clear signs of improvement. Now, are the improvements all the way up to expectations? No, I don't think so. But I think you would be blind to say that there are not clear signs of improvement with this squad and with the way they're playing on the court over the last month, month and a half or so. There was a period of time, Jacob, where I think I even tweeted it uh, towards the end of the uh, of the calendar year, towards like the end of December. I tweeted it during a, an American conference game. I don't remember which game it was. And I said, I would be surprised if Wichita State won a single conference game. I, 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 I genuinely <laughs> thought that at that time. There yeah. are clear signs of improvement that we've seen from then to now. And there are clear signs of really good players being on this team. The other, the other hard part about it to me is Wichita State was not up to speed in the NIL world yeah. when, when all the players left in the last offseason. I don't know how much that would have impacted any of this, but I, I think it probably would have some. And if you know, and 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 honestly, you take any of those critical players that left, and and the NIL situation helps them, and they stay. Any one of those guys, and I think you've got you know a, a difference as well this year. And again. What what ails this team, right? Outside shooting, 
that's that's the reason they went and got Colby Rogers. He, that's right. his thing. He's one of the best shooters in the country. And so I, I don't know. It, it's I just try to look at this realistically. And, and I know that I was a big, big advocate of Isaac Brown getting that job. And I stand behind that 100%. I absolutely think it was the right thing to do at that time. And I think he's done a pretty good job, by the way, if you look at what other coaches in this program have done right out of the gates. I think sometimes there's a lot of things in play. I think sometimes the expectation is a little too high, and that's not a bad thing. It may just not be a realistic thing. Now, can it be that high again? Sure it can. But let's not over-inflate what the possibilities are every single year at Wichita State. I think, again, and if you listen to this show, you know this, I think there is room that Wichita State is there every year and becomes a real power in the country because they don't have a football team and they could really lock in in the NIL world and bringing in high, high-level players. So you got to capture that. The issue right now, I think, as much as anything, Tommy, it's not so much the play on the floor, which is frustrating at times, but again, I think that these players are proving they're pretty talented And they have definitely gotten better over the course of this year. But the reality is the fan base is not excited right now. And that is absolutely 100% a factor and important about this. And so there are all these different things at play. And oh, by the way, they're paying another coach now not to coach in another sport. But all of that stuff matters in the same, you know, pool of things contributing to the decisions that need to be made for the future of the program. Now, I don't know what's left on the schedule that can sway, you know, decision-making one way or the other. I don't know if it's that, you know, black and white of you got to win X number of games or make it to this point. I don't know any of that. What I wish I did know is that if NIL was better set up, if, you know, if Ricky Council would have stayed or any anybody would have stayed, right? I, I don't know the answer to that question. And, and I wish that I did because I think it's a big factor in all this. But, you know, hopefully behind the scenes, people do know the answers to that question. Yeah, and you have to take it all into consideration uh, because, to your point, it's not just the play on the court. I mean, that's obviously a major aspect of it. The wins and losses, a major aspect of it. You know, I'll argue to this day that the calm demeanor of Isaac Brown is what Wichita State needed at the time that oh, yeah. he took over. That's exactly, I mean, they needed a calm, steady voice in that program because there had been so much turmoil and, it, you know, the, the program was in the news all the time about not always positive things. You remember the, the suspensions, you remember the things like that that, you know, Greg Marshall got himself into. He was a great coach, but there, there were some issues there. And so I think that the calm demeanor of Isaac Brown at the time was absolutely necessary to steady the ship. But when you're looking at it and evaluating it right now, and again, we've asked Kevin Saul this directly on this show, what does the evaluation process look like? I think you have to, to put a ton of different things into consideration, the way NIL was uh, under the, the previous administration and, and all these different things. What is the long-term plan? Who do you have that you're recruiting? What, what do things look like in the transfer portal? If I were to sit here right now and make my educated guess on what happens, and I have no idea, but my educated guess would be that Isaac Brown returns for another year solely because it's a $4 million buyout if they don't, if they, if they wait until 
I think it's May of 2024. If they let him go right now, it's a $4 million buyout if they let him go without cause. And because they're paying all these other coaches and athletic directors, it wouldn't surprise me one bit if Kevin Saul said, all right, we're going to give you another full year and we're going to see what things look like. And if we can, you know, make changes to, to improve it in the future, that would be my guess right now. But again, it's just a guess. Yeah. And, and one stroke of the check can make those things more manageable, but you have to factor in the buyout money and what it takes, because if you make a change, you had better swing for the fences. And in order to swing for the fences, you're going to have to pay up big, right? Like, I don't know that things are to at, at the place where you can go make a risky hire at this point, like making a because because it can get worse. It can sure. absolutely get worse. So if you're going to make a change, you have got to swing hard and that costs money, too. So there's two different money factors. And I think sometimes people oversimplify that. Oh, well, somebody will write a check. Mm, somebody going to write a, a $10 million check? Because like you got to pay a lot of different things happening right now. So I, I think I'm with you. Like, if you made me make a call right now on this very second, I think IP's coming back. But if there wasn't you know, those clear signs of improvement over the last month well, or month and a obviously. half, it'd be totally yeah. different. But I think that at this point right now, my guess would be he'll be back. Well, here's the other thing, too. And, and we're going to continue this conversation after the break. I think that there's time to see what these players do and have all your exit interviews. Like if all the players leave again, that's going to change things. But if some of these guys come back and... It, it, it will make a different situation. So that, that stuff will matter too. The opinions there. 869-1240, Shocker fans. We're trying to sort through this. I know that it's really complicated. We understand that. And we'll work through it. Fred Van Vliet, he's going to help things out. We'll talk about that and some other rumors when we come back on Sports Daily. is welcome 869-1240 sports daily on 97.5 and 1240 kfh wichita's number one sports talk radio All right, welcome back in, everybody. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Caster with you here on this Friday, trying to sort through the complicated conundrum of Wichita State basketball, uh, a team that has gotten much better as this season has progressed. Players that are showing their high-level players, I think, for this league. Let's go to David on the line, wants to talk about Shocker Hoops. David, welcome into Sports Daily. What's on your mind? Hey, yes, Jacob. Hey, I agree with you 100%. Um, you got to remember, um, all all these guys that came in were brand new. What we have 11 new guys at, at the beginning yeah. of the year. You know, it takes time to get to know, you know, who your players are and, and, and what situations they're, they're good at and they can mesh in and stuff. And I, I think Isaac's a great coach. He's smart. He's intelligent. He's got personality. You can tell he's a player's coach. Um, 
I, and I never even heard that Mark Turgeon was thinking about coming. I, I don't think it's a coach now. With all this player portal, all this stuff going on, I don't think it needs – you have to be a million, billion-dollar coach to go in there because people are always leaving and, and moving around and changing. It's a whole different world now. I, I, I really like Isaac, and, 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 and things are improving. But remember, I'll tell you, we had a damn good team. We should have beat K-State earlier in the year on their turf. Believe me, we've got a team, and it ain't him. It's just it takes time, and then when you finally get them together, then they all leave. I I like Isaac, and and I hope he stays. And, and thanks for taking my call, Jacob. Thank you. Appreciate that, David. Um, look, I and and it's I think it's important to hear from people like David because I think there is a perception right now that nobody's confident in Isaac Brown, but that's not reality. At least it's not my reality when I talk to Shocker fans. I talk to a lot of diehard Shocker fans, and I think there's a lot of support for Isaac Brown. You cannot ignore the elephant in the room that there have been fewer people in the stands. I mean, obviously, we all know that. That's what has us all concerned, right? At the at the core of this, at any of this, I think that people are concerned because Cocorina is not selling out every game. And that's a factor, for sure. But I talk to Shocker fans all the time. And and they're pretty split on what they want to see happen. I think, you know, some of the louder voices out there, those are the ones you see more of, and they're the ones calling for change. But, man, I talk to a lot of people that that have confidence here, and it's an interesting dynamic. So uh, it is important to hear from people like David because we hear from the other side all the time, uh, at least out in the open. And so – I don't know. Look, yeah, they should have. But the reality on, and, and we got to be fair to this too, Tommy. Yeah, they should have won some of these games, but they didn't win some of these games. Um, we've got, you know, uh, it, we've got Mike tweeting us that the transfer portal rules have changed and guys can only get, they get one freebie now, um, which will help. I don't know what the roster looks like next year. And and we know there's not going to be a bunch of high school guys coming in, but I'm not sure that's the way Wichita State needs to operate in the short term anyway. Like, can they get two or three of the better transfer players again, mix them in, and can they get the guys here now that have eligibility to stay? That'll be the bigger question. Bring Colby Rogers back in next year. I just I don't I don't know what the answer to all of this is, but I do know that it's it has got to be carefully considered and can't just be a hip reaction off the hip because if it gets worse, right, if if they're at the bottom of the league or this thing, look, with Houston and Cincinnati leaving next year, and we're just talking basketball here, I know it's more than them, Wichita State's going to have a really good chance to win this league next year, okay? Like, that's the reality of this, too. Yeah, I think that also in all of the conversations that we've had, over the last several months with Kevin Saul, I find him to be a thoughtful guy. I find him to be a deliberate guy. I find him to be a fair and judicious guy. That's just the what I, I gather from him in the, the times that we've had to talk with him. And I would imagine that unless there is a, an overwhelming consensus, like if if there are if the the fan base overwhelmingly are carrying pitchforks and they are you know marching up the hill i just don't know if kevin saul is going to want to make that kind of a change unless there's something overwhelming where everybody is beating down the door like there are i'm going to give you an example of a coach right now 
where a fan base and administration should be beating down the door to make a change. Have you been following Georgetown this year and Patrick Ewing? Uh, I, I mean, they, they've won good. like they've won like two conference games in the last two years. Uh, I mean, it's it's ridiculous. I mean, it's, they're so bad, and they've come down so far from their glory days when you thought of Georgetown basketball. Like to me, that's a no brainer. He's got a big buyout, but that's a no brainer. This one is not a no brainer, and that's it's why not we, a no brainer. That's why we talk about it so much, and and yeah. with every game things tend to change at least a little bit, or at least like it adds a new wrinkle into it. Where again, like I think that after last night, it's more muddy than it was 24 hours ago. It's going to be more muddy after the next game. And and so I think that knowing that, and there's not a clear cut answer that again would lead me to believe that Kevin Saul is going to lean to the side of not making a change. Kevin Saul's not going to make a decision because somebody puts a billboard up. Right. Right. Like that. Yeah, <laughs> that's you're right. It's not going to happen that way. And and that's because I think of his personality, but it's also because that's not the reality of the situation financially. It's not the reality of the situation. Here's the bottom line. I don't care who the coach is. If Wichita State starts winning a bunch of games, they're going to sell out that arena, right? And so, like, it it doesn't really matter who the coach is as long as they're winning games. And they are winning games right now. Are they winning enough? No, I don't think anybody's happy with 500. But boy, they could be lose. They could be winning a lot fewer than that, and and that would that would be the risk that you take. And when Kevin Saul told us most recently, it's not an evaluation he's going to make now. It's an evaluation after the season. That's not just window dressing. That's true because what players stick around and what players are potentially brought in absolutely need to factor into the decision. Just the reality of it. It doesn't make any sense to me. Right now, while you're still navigating paying Greg Marshall, Darren Boatwright, and now Eric Wedge to do anything reactionary, you got to realistically and pragmatically look at it. If you were to make a change, who could you bring in? And what will this roster look like next year? Because here's the thing, and David said this just now, I like Isaac Brown. Everybody likes Isaac Brown. He is as likable and, you know, Easy, like he is, he is a, he's a good dude, right? Like we all like Isaac Brown, want him to succeed tremendously. And so I hope that that happens. Now, is he a, you know, is he a good old boy with the boosters and all that stuff? No, probably not. But he's a basketball coach. Dude lives, breathes, dreams basketball. We can't get him out of the film room. I mean, that's, that's his, that's what we knew about Isaac Brown before he got the job. That's why his players love him or they have, I mean, we'll see if this group does, I guess, in the offseason. It's interesting. One of, you know, one of the many players that supported the Isaac Brown hire was Fred Van Vliet when he was hired. And Fred Van Vliet, you know, around that same time, talked about how he was surprised that they were still in the same facilities, you know, the same weight room and everything that they were in when he was there before the program got elevated, basically. And he put his money where his mouth is. Quarter of a million dollars. Uh, Taylor Eldridge has a good story on it at Kansas.com. Quarter million dollars. Um, and Wichita State makes that announcement and they want to blast that out. That goes a long way. They're going to up, upgrade those facilities. That that does go a long way to getting players in. And so when people talk about the big donors and the big supporters not having the, the back of Isaac Brown, again, I don't believe that. There's one right there. Your biggest, your biggest Wichita State, you know, 
promoter that exists in this country at this point is Fred Van Vliet. And he just put, you know, $250,000 into the basketball program. So he's clearly not, you know, up in arms about who the coach is. So just like sometimes we have to just stop. And and I know that we all want answers. And I know that there is a, a segment of the fan base that is frustrated as hell, rightfully so. But a lot of those frustrations, you got to point them in the right direction. And let's be realistic about what this team is. Take Houston and Cincinnati out of this league, Tommy. And and you call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply can add in the teams that are coming in right now. So if you did that, right, where would Wichita State, this year's team in the American, which is the league that they currently play in, and, you know, if that changes, we can have a different conversation, but I don't think it's changing anytime soon. You take Houston out, you take Cincinnati out, and Wichita State, I think, would be, what, third, fourth in the league right now? Um and, and would have a really good chance next year if players come back to win this league. And that, that matters too, right? Like if you're – we just have to factor it all in and, and think about all of it. Now, if this thing goes sideways and all the players leave in the offseason and you have exit interviews and it sounds like things – that's a different conversation to have at that point. I don't know that stuff. Like I, I, I don't know. I'm not talking to those players every day anymore in, in you know, it's just – it is what it is. Yeah, I think that some of it, too, uh, we talked about the fan base uh, being frustrated and, and Coke Arena not being full. I mean, yeah, I think some of it has to come down to the fact that they're not winning at home, uh, that they're going to have a losing record in conference play at home, uh, where Coke Arena historically over the last, what, decade and a half has been one of the most difficult places to play in the country, and it's yeah. not that way right now. And so that's that's going to play into it also. 
what are what are things that you can do to ensure that you are getting victories on your home court? Uh, they played better, I would argue, uh, and they're getting more wins on the road in conference play than they are at home. That doesn't really inspire a fan base. I would imagine if you if you flipped that record, that home record, if you flipped it, uh, you would have more fans in Coke Arena. If you knew you were going to the roundhouse and they were more than likely going to get a win, I mean, that's why they were selling out for all of those years because you knew that you were going to the roundhouse and you were going to see a win. Not the case this year. So that's got to be addressed. Uh, and, of course, like that, that plays into the personnel and the, and the players. But I think that Isaac Brown, I want to go back to him for a second. I think that one of the things I was most impressed with him when he came in and when they named him the head coach was trying to do all the right things and bringing in different people to help him. Uh, and one of those one of those pieces is Billy Kennedy as the assistant coach, longtime head coach uh, in in college basketball, Texas A and M, you know all of that, and having an established head coach on your bench with you to to help you as a first time head coach. I was a big fan of that. The fact that he's been able to retain Billy Kennedy during this time and the, and the entire coaching staff, I think that's big. Like what we're seeing here, I think is some consistency being built. And it has taken time. I'm gonna. I'm not going to sit here and try to say that it hasn't. I'm not going to try to sit here and say that it's all been great because it hasn't been. They're they're losing conference games at home. Uh, they have a, a, a sub 500 record in conference play this season. They're going to miss out on the NCAA tournament. Uh, they they lost games that they should have won. I'm not going to sit here and try to sugarcoat any of it. But what I'm saying is that I feel like there is some consistency being built. And there are, like I said in the last segment, clear signs of improvement. And I know that there are rumors all over the place about what could happen and, and, and if they make a change, who could they bring in? ESPN reported in an article, Jeff Borzello, one of their staff writers, reported that Mark Turgeon would be a, a name to keep an eye on uh, at Wichita State. But I mean, I don't know. As of right now, I think there are still clear signs of improvement. It is, and I and and let's talk about Mark Turgeon specifically when we come back. Tommy will tell us about that report because I want to get into that. And and if if those are the things, it, it would be. It's an interesting name for a lot of different reasons, whether it's real or not real on that report. We'll talk about why when we come back. Uh, real quick, I uh, want to tell you about your opportunity here to win a trip to see Nickelback and Brantley Gilbert at a U.S. stop of your choice on their Get Rollin' Tour, including round-trip airfare, a two-night hotel stay, a pair of tickets, and a $200 gift card. Enter now on our contest page at kfhradio.com. More Shocker Talk when Sports Daily returns. Ninety-seven five and 1240 KFH. Dude, you gotta hear this. Hear this. Go ahead. I think I want to hear this. Sports Daily is on KFH. All right, welcome back. Got some uh, HTO brew house coffee this morning, Tommy. It is launch day for the brew house out at HTO East. That's our you know, life outside of radio here and TV. Later in the day, we've got these businesses, and we've been excited to launch coffee. It's really, really good, and we want to give you a chance to try it out. We'll give away a couple of free 
uh, brew house drinks right now. Jad's got some of those for you. We'll do that to our first caller here as we continue our conversation on Wichita State. So first caller, 869-1240. You'll get a couple of brew house drinks. Uh, we'll do that again in the next hour. Also give away some hockey tickets in the next hour. So uh, win now and somebody can win in the next hour as well. All right, Tommy. So this Mark Turgeon story, again, you catch us up to what you saw there, who's got it, and, and how much we need to be paying attention. So Jeff Borzello from ESPN uh, posted this yesterday uh, talking about the the coaching carousel in college basketball, who's on the hot seat, you know, we, that time of year where it's happening and speculation is is going crazy. Uh, what I thought was interesting, interesting, by the way, is that Wichita State was listed all the way down at the very bottom about other jobs to keep an eye on. But there was no mention of like Isaac Brown in the category of on the hot seat or anything. Now, again, that's a national publication. It's ESPN, whatever, like take that for what you will. But in the, the segment about Wichita State, uh, it did mention that one landing spot uh, for Mark Turgeon could be Wichita State. Of course, Turgeon was the former coach for Wichita State uh, in the early 2000s. I think 2000 to 2007 was when he was uh, with the Shockers, took them to the Sweet 16 in 2006, went on to coach at Texas A&M, and then Maryland. Uh, he's been out of coaching ever since he left Maryland, uh, what, about a year ago? A little over a year ago is when he stepped down. And yeah. so that's interesting. I don't know how much credence you, you put into that, how much... Um, you know, authority you give to that, but I thought it was interesting. It is interesting. He obviously has a rich history at Wichita State. Um, I, I'm trying to catch myself up on his recruiting uh, over the last handful of years, and it's been pretty good, and he's done a pretty good job with the transfer portal. Um, so that part of it would be intriguing. I think he would interest the fan base but he left once and I, I don't know what that means you know and that doesn't mean anything necessarily um a return you know those kinds of return stories can be good it would it be one that is a home run swing big i think it's possible i i don't know if it is for me but i wasn't here during the mark turgeon times you know i was here for the greg marshall time i know that that was sell out every night, you know, with a bit hottest ticket in town, everybody's into it. I don't know if it was that way with Mark Turgeon, so I'd defer on that a little bit. Um, I think it probably was, but I'll defer. And so I don't know if that possibility excites me. I'd be more curious to know what other Shocker fans would think about that sort of a return. Um, but it's certainly interesting, and, and you also have to know more about why it ended at Maryland, too. I mean, that's important in that, too. And and I don't know if Jeff Borzell is just saying that because it would make sense to him or if he's saying that because he's heard something. You know what I mean? Like, right, that's the other right. part of that that, that we don't know. Yeah, I, I like Mark Turgeon. I was here when Mark Turgeon was the coach at, at Wichita State. I, I felt like he was kind of the guy to get the Shockers back on the right track. It had been really bad for a long time in the 90s. And Mark Turgeon came in, of course, you know, former Jayhawk, uh, but came in, coached for seven years, took them to the Sweet 16, got them back into kind of 
the, the national spotlight somewhat. Of course, they were in the Missouri Valley at that time, and they were considered a you know a, a mid-major darling, I guess, during that Sweet 16 run. I believe that was the same year that George Mason went to the Final Four, but don't quote me on that. Regardless, though, uh, you know he he did well enough where he got bigger offers and went off to Texas A&M and, and then to Maryland. I believe he left Maryland because he had a dispute with the athletic director. They didn't get along. Uh, ultimately, stepped down there and. Uh, he's been out of coaching. I think that would be, if you want to make a big splash, I think that would be a big splash. Uh, I don't, I don't know how big of one, but I think it would be, I think it would be big. But I'm not sold that that's the right choice right now. I, I don't know that answer because I, again, I want to know. I, I'm with Kevin Saul. If he really is waiting till after the season, which I think he is for a lot of reasons, I, I'm with that theory. Let's see how this plays out, and let's see what players are sticking around or going. That, that's what I want to know. And then and then we can have the conversation. If everybody leaves, then then it's probably a difficult com- conversation. But if, but if guys yeah. stay, then I don't know. I don't know. 869-1240. Uh, we're going to get to the rest of the college basketball world. We'll look ahead to a Big 12 weekend. Uh, want to talk a little bit more about the Fred Van Vliet donation thing and how important that is for Wichita State, too, outside of the conversation we've been having for this hour. Another giveaway coming up as well in the second hour. We're halfway home on a Friday edition of Sports Daily. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Castor. We'll be right back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 